Media.pro. Welcome back to Positive Talk Radio. Our goal is simple, to explore evolving ideas one conversation at a time. So come on over into our world. I know you'll like it, because on today's show... And welcome, everybody, to It's a Monday. It is June 12th, 2023, and it's a very special day in the McDonald household. And, uh, and we'll get to that in just a moment. But uh, first, I got to say hello to Eric. How you doing, young man? Hey, good afternoon, Kevin. I am doing fine. It's hot in my house again. I know. <laughs> I just can't. I'm just complaining. If it's raining, I'm complaining. If it's sunny, I'm complaining. I'm just a complainer. Might be time to open a window. I have done that. <laughs> let, yes, let some fresh air in. <laughs> indeed, indeed, indeed. Well, you know, interestingly enough, I'm about to do something that I've never done. I'm going to try this, see if it works. All right. We're waiting with bated breath here. Are you waiting with bated breath? Yes. Um, my son, is that you? That is me. Uh, happy birthday. I just wanted to tell you happy birthday. Oh, thank you. And by the way, you're on the air on KKNW 1150 AM. How's that feel? <laughs> you only called me a couple minutes ago. I know. Well, I thought I could squeeze you in, but apparently not. So, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, now. Yeah. So, so how's it feel to be 35? My God, 35. I got, I got 35 year old kid, Eric. Congratulations. I'm sure he makes Good you proud Lord. all the time. He does indeed. He does indeed. Yeah. And, so I just want your your timing was absolutely perfect. So I was going to mention that it was your birthday because I'd said that at the top of the show. So it's your birthday. The twelfth of uh, June is a very special day in our house. It is a very special day. And and by the way, he just got married almost just about two weeks ago. So it's a very special month. Uh, yeah, it's going to be a, a busy month going forward. That's for sure. You're going to have fun. So, well, I've got I've got a wonderful guest here that I need to get to, son. But I just wanted to say thank you and put you on the radio, and it worked out just fabulously. It must be synchronicity or something. Something like that. Well, thank you very much for the birthday wishes, and you have yourself a good show. I'm gonna, I'm gonna. So take care, and I love you very much. Okay, love you too. I'll talk to you later. And see you later. Bye bye. Now, wasn't that serendipity of us that that, that that would show up like that, Eric? That was beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> and speaking of beautiful, we've got a wonderful guest. Her name is Anita Louise Lawrence. She's in just a little bit north of us in Canada. Canada? That's not right. It must be Canada. That's Boy, it. you really have trouble with names, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> I really do. It's like, and she was educated in Canada, in Canada too. So I, I, I don't know. So anyway, uh, but I would like to welcome her to the show. Uh, Anita, how are you today, young lady? <laughs> no, fine for whatever I am. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you are just north of the border with us, aren't you? You're in Vancouver. That's right? correct. Yes. And so it's really easy, ladies and gentlemen, if you want to go see her in person, it's only a three hour drive from Seattle. So uh, you can go, you can go do that. And why would you want to go see Anita in person? Because she is an energy worker. 
She is a psychic medium. She is a psychic. Uh, she uses all of her senses and some that we don't have that we have not cultivated the way she has. And she works to help people. She was in the medical field for a, for 25 years or so. And she's moved into the energy field and working with people to kind of work together with their body, mind, and soul. Does that, is that okay? Did I say that right? Pretty much. Yeah. That would be about right. <laughs> so how are whole, you? Today? Whole deal deal. That, that's right. I was thinking about that when I was going through your bio going, you are the Walmart of, of uh, energy workers. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I spent my lifetime uh, trying to understand what makes us tick. And it's all about energy, truly. And, and I've studied and studied and I've read and read and read and done some more studying and then practiced. And it's just been... Um, it, it's just amazing how complicated we are and yet how simple we are when you take it right down to, to the basics. It really is interesting that when we talk about energy, now Einstein said this, Tesla has said this, many people have said energy never dies, it just changes form. And, yeah. it beca and because energy is always here, we are all energetic beings. And so it makes sense that when you talk to some of your clients and you talk about some of the things that are going on physically with them right now, but it may have been part of their energetic prior life or another time or another place. Is that right? Absolutely. Yeah. Our, our soul um, has a journey and it has a memory. And we particularly, like I, I believe in reincarnation because I do previous life therapy. So therefore I should believe in it. Um, <laughs> um, and uh, it, it is truly amazing that when one can make the link between what's going on in this lifetime and what went on in that lifetime, and then you get this big aha moment. It's like, oh, well, it never made any sense in the context of this lifetime. But it does if you if you go back to then, and then it's a matter of processing it and clearing it and taking away the message, but um, clearing away the emotionality behind it so it's not driving you the way it shouldn't do. And it comes down again to energy. Um, people have allergies in this lifetime because of something that happened in a past lifetime. And if you go, I've cleared past lifetimes of incidents that have happened and the allergies in this lifetime have cleared up. You know, to, um, to give an example of that, are you familiar with, uh, and I highly, every, every time, every chance I get, I always want to, um, suggest people buy this book, which is uh, journey of souls by Dr. Michael Newton. And oh, you're not in your head. So you're, you're familiar with that book, but yeah. he says in that book and he, when he was doing a past life rejection, Past regression, not rejection. Uh, goodness gracious. I, I need a cup of coffee or something. Uh, but uh, he was doing a past life regression. And the gentleman had a stabbing pain in his thigh. And it had it his whole life. Couldn't figure out why. Went to the doctor. Nobody could tell him. They, and they, they did MRIs and x-rays and all that stuff. And there didn't seem to be anything there. We took him to a past life. And he was actually in World War One. And in and they and they actually were able to find um, the the um, 
the unit he was in and where he served in France in World War I. And uh, he was stabbed with a uh, um, bayonet in his thigh in that same spot. Is that, and that carried forward to this life. Can that happen? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. There, there's a, oh my gosh, I've gone blank on his name right now, but he did, he did research on children in India who, of course they believe in reincarnation there. And he, um, what a lot of children would spontaneously say, well, when my, I had my other mummy and daddy and, and people are going, oh, okay. So they, they would, call this fellow up and he would come and do empirical research. He'd really do the research on them to make sure that there was no ulterior motive for them to be in touch with this family for any particular reason that might be of a benefit to them. And uh, he, um, he'd take these children to the actual homes and they go, it's just around the corner. It's just around the corner. And they walk into the house and they'd be, hi, mommy. Hi, daddy. And they go, this was my room over here. And this is my favorite toy, so-and-so. And the parents of the child who died are sitting there just nodding their heads going, yeah, yeah. In so, and uh, as far as memories, um, my teacher told me of, of one through training process, not a breach of confidentiality, but um, that there is this one woman who was having a terrible time. She couldn't wear boots and, and, and she would just be terrified. And if she heard a plane go overhead while she had boots on, she would just be going crazy. And she was um, a pilot in the war and her plane caught on fire. She had boots on and she was trying to stamp it out with her boots and um, she, she couldn't do it. So, yeah, why there's, you, uh, there's so many stories. So many stories. Why do you think it is with, especially nowadays, when we're talking about near-death experience, people that have come back and have told their stories and and past life regressions, and and some of them have been documented to the place, time, and person. Um, why do you think it is that we still, some of us, still don't buy into it or don't don't believe it? <laughs> Be nice. <laughs> I, I, I'm trying. I'm trying to. I'm, I'm trying to put words around it that are nice. <laughs> I, I think a lot of it is um, one's family of origin belief systems. That it's very well said. I've got. Hold on. I've got to do this. <laughs> very and- very. Very politically correct. In some societies, in some cultures, in some religions, it is um, the devil's work to believe in such a thing. So, you know, therefore, ergo, I do not believe. I know. I grew up in a uh, a religious philosophy that, and it doesn't matter what it is, but it was a religious philosophy that believed that uh, meditation is of the devil. But, oh, it's so dangerous. Yeah. Yes, I, but I praying is, that. but praying and meditation are very, very similar things to one another, and so well, it's praying is asking for something. Meditation is sitting and listening to the answer. 
<laughs> Good point. Good point. So let's, <laughs> Anita, let's talk about you. Now, you've had these gifts your whole life, but there was a period of time when you put them away because you didn't want to be strange, stranger than the other people. Is that right? Yeah. yeah. And there was, as far as I knew, nobody in my family who had these premonitions and things like that. I mean, um, when you're a teenager and, you know, I, I have a dream and it's like, I'm going to my girlfriend's house and I see the road and there's her neighbor up on the ladder painting his house and the tin fall, the paint tin falls over. So he goes to grab for it and the ladder falls. So dream, whatever, go the next day. There's a guy up the ladder and I went, uh Oh, better be careful. Sure enough. Ladder goes down, you know, just about drove off the road. It's like, how how many people can you tell that to? <laughs> Not very many, I'm afraid. No, uh, I mean I had premonitions. I I knew my grandmother came to visit me when she died, and um, she lived in England. But I I got up the next morning and I said, you know, Grandma Milzer died, and they said, yeah, we just got word. I said, well, I got word last night. And then there's an Oz. There Nita goes again. Yeah. Yeah. I said, yeah. It's like, woo. <laughs> but, but if you if you uh, fast forward a little bit, you spent 25 years working in labs and hospitals. You've always wanted had the desire to serve people and to and yes. to help them and to be well. Yes. Yeah. To help them on their on their their healing journey and. Um, I think the big question for me was some people with you know, the same disease, the same demographics, the family unit and all that sort of thing. One group got well and the other group didn't. And why? Why? They would get the same treatment. And I couldn't understand it. And so I started delving into it. And thank God there was just some amazing nurses at the hospital who were into um, therapeutic touch. And um, so I, you know, I learned that and became part of the therapeutic touch team at the hospital. And um, the, they also brought in critical incident stress debriefing. So I became part of that team in the hospital system, which is one of the first in, in the big hospitals in Vancouver. Um, because there, there began to be a recognition, my therapeutic touch was, you know, done behind closed curtains and you didn't really tell anybody anything. And, um, but the doctors would come up to the nurses eventually and say, you know, that kind of woo-woo stuff that you do, you know, like, could, could you work it on, you know, like, you know, but don't put it on the record. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> now so it was very much behind closed doors, but now it's very much in the open. And, and um, a lot of the nurses are actually training family members to do it particularly for palliative care patients, because it, it is so effective at, at dealing with pain. So now is, that, is that kind of like Reiki? In that it works with energy, yes. That's about as far as it goes. Reiki is far more, um, we have our... We have our shaku rays, and we have our this and that, and we do our thingy wobbies, and and then we work on it. But basically, what you're doing is you're focusing your energy, you're raising your energy, and this is why all of these 
things work is because like I have a friend who's a Reiki master and, and a friend who's a, um, a prayer chaplain and I've got a machine that can measure frequencies. So what I did was um, I had them come over one day and we, we played and I said, okay, I just want to sit there and I'm going to take your frequencies as you're sitting there and we're just talking. And we did that. And I said to the, what, the Reiki master, okay, could you please now go into Reiki mode? And when you're ready, when you're ready that you'd be able to start a session, just nod your head. And so she took a couple of minutes and she did that. And I measured her frequency and it had doubled. Wow. Same as the prayer chaplain. You know, like uh, I measured her when she was in prayer mode and her frequency had doubled now we're you know if you if you're looking at at um the uh, map of consciousness you know 200 is about you know you're you're getting into the okay realm and anything above that you get into the healing realm so they were now running at over 400 which so oh. that meant that they're now in a person's energy field focused on that person that person's energy has nothing to do but be able to to start vibrating at the higher frequency it's 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 entrainment so as long as they are in that space and holding that frequency that person's body has an opportunity to be in um healing frequency range and when we're in, when you're in healing frequency range, that means that your energetic body can then work to release some of the things that are in your physical body. Yes. Yeah. Because it's like, you cannot feel positive and negative at the same time. You, you know, you, you just, one counteracts the other. So it negates the, the lower frequency so you, it literally raises your body up into a, a, a frequency like the Christ frequency is around 500. So they say. So that being the case, um, anything that you're, you're getting even close to that range and you're doing masterful work. That's all I can say on that. I wanted to ask you this because I think it's important for people to understand this. Because we vibrate and our energy level operates at a certain level. As we make positive changes in our life and we begin to meditate more, be more quiet, more self-reflective, and our energy level goes up, the people around us that have still have the lower energy level because they're not doing the work, then it changes that relationship in some manner or form. Is that right? Yeah, of course it does. You know, and the... the People have a harsh need to keep us the way we are because they, then they know the rules. And so when we start changing significantly, we just can't be who we were. No. We look at the world in different ways. We behave and respond in different ways. Things that had a lot of meaning before don't necessarily have any meaning to us now we're looking at the bigger picture generally and, and feeling more in touch with our higher self and the higher consciousness of the world. Um, so if you've got people who are just into 
drinking, partying, having a good time, taking drugs or whatever, and you are raising your vibration, it's, it comes to a point where there's going to be a meeting of the ways. I mean, it just, it's natural. It's like, unless you're going to go backwards, which I, but I always say to people, once you crack that door open, it's pretty darn hard to go back through. Well, and the other cool thing is as that happens and people tend to fade away, it it opens up a space for people with higher vibrations that are matching you to enter your life. Absolutely. And, that's when we start finding our tribes. And that's that's when things work out, seem to work out better for us is, is yeah. when we are continuing to work to grow our energy level and our vibration. Absolutely. Well, I mean, look at Lynn McTaggart's work on, on intention with like-minded people um, with with in high intentions and expectations that, you know, they can, and she's proven it scientifically, they can cease hostilities in a war zone at a certain period of time in a certain country, and they've checked that with military data because they will sit in a room together and they will concentrate and focus and then set an intention that they are doing just that and it happens we are we we really are powerful beyond what we are led to believe um and our intentions are powerful i think we had a discussion before about um setting an, an intention with our food and i have again I have the machine here that i can measure frequencies of, of various food and my friend was trying to see whether organic was better than you know non-organic and um so we did some work on this and we measured all these various foods and you know most of them were good they, this one little organic red cabbage cabbage was down to about 2.1 you know the rest of them were all around 200 so they were the okay range but I said, let's take it a step further now. And I want you to take each one of those in your hand and set an intention that it nurtures your body. It, it, it gives your body what it needs as far as energy and sustenance. And that if there's anything in it that is negative, that it gently be released through the appropriate channels. So she took 10 seconds to set an intention on each one of the pieces of food. All of them doubled their frequency. With isn't, a 10 second intention. Isn't that something? Isn't that interesting? Because it, there are a lot, a lot of people will like pray over their food. And they'll. And is that not an intention? That's exactly <laughs> right. <laughs> so, and so that I'd never heard that before. That's, that's really is remarkable that, that we can touch others and we can touch our, even our food in a positive way by setting a positive intention. Well, I found myself too that um, the odd time when I've had to take some medications and that I will take them and, and my body doesn't particularly like them, but the doctor says, well, you have to take them. So it's like, okay, fine, I'll take them. Um, but I'll, I'll, I'll muscle test myself. And if it's not, if I'm getting, this is really making me weak, I will just hold it against my body and I'll do tapping, you know, EFT tapping. Yeah. To say, even, you know, even though this is, measuring you know that it's, it's weakening my body i need it to give me the good stuff from it and re gently release all the stuff that is not good for me and i ask and set this intention very very clearly 
and I will tap on it, you know, all the way, you know, just whatever words come to my mind. And then I will retest and retest and retest until I test positive for that medication. Then I take it. And I got no side effects. Wow. That, that, that's really interesting. Now you brought up muscle testing and there yes. are people that are going, what in the, what in the world is that Alice? I have no idea. Muscle test. What do you mean? Muscle explain what the, what that is and what the energy behind it is. Okay. Muscle testing, our, our bodies are a lie detector, basically. And we can tap into whether it's true or false, yes or no. You know, there are only, you know, you can't ask great long questions and complicated questions. It's yes or no. So, um, and if you put your arm out in front of you, or and then somebody, and you just somebody's asked you what is your name and you, know, you give your proper name you'll you'll test and they just press down lightly with a couple of fingers that it'll you know that'll hold up but if you give a false name your arm will go down um so you, that's your yes or no and from then on you just test yes or no there are lots of different ways of doing it that's one way uh another way is to put your fingers together that's how i do it like this and um, you can ask, yes, my name is Anita. Yes, my name is John. And it just pulls through. It is the weirdest thing. I, I, I really encourage everybody to to do that. What you do is you take your, your index finger and your thumb and you intertwine them with the index finger and your thumb of the yeah. other hand. And so so that you're forming a like a, kind of like a link chain. And uh, so it's like yeah. two links of the chain. And, yeah. and then... Then if you have a question when a yes or no question and you will find that the correct answer, you won't be able to pull them apart. Your, I mean, I suppose if you really, really. Well, if you use brute force and, and determination, I'm quite sure you probably could, but just, just generally, you know, if you just pull and it's, it's yes, and then it's no and and ask which is yes and which is no if you whichever method you're using but that works for me another method is to, is to have a pendulum um and to got mine here and you just you just use a pendulum and just string it over your finger and just let it swing back and forth and just say give me a yes and it'll give you direction for a yes and give me a no and it'll give you direction for a no and then you just ask yes and no questions it is really amazing it, it like a lot of times when i go down to the health food store to get supplements or something what i do is i take my pendulum with me and i just hold it against me and just say is like i might have three vitamin c's you know is this the best one that i should take and i will get a yes or no and it's not always the most expensive one that i should take but my body's telling me which is the best one for me you know we're talking with by the way we're talking with anita louise lawrence Go to AnitaLouiseLawrence.com, and you can find out all the information about her. She's a certified clinical counselor, a master clinical hypnotherapist, a past life regressionist, a psychic medium, a psychology. She's done psychology studies, an EFT practitioner. It takes a long time to read your bio, by the way. Just so let you know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a nerd. <laughs> 
<laughs> she she's a nerd. She's been practicing and learning these things all of her life, and it's it really is cool. We need to take a break, and when we come back, we're going to talk about okay, so muscle testing and all these things. Where does the energy come from? And we'll be right back. Where you're listening to Positive Talk Radio right here on KKNW. Hey, PTR loyal listener. First, thanks for being in my dream. And second, I have a new concept in business to share with you. It's called socialpreneurship. So what's that? Well, it's the idea that any company designates all profits beyond expenses to be awarded to a local or international charity or project, which is working to achieve good in the world. KM Media is such a company. We believe that it's important for us to give back whenever possible and to make great things happen. So I hope you'll join us in creating this new business model that will positively impact all of us. In the next few weeks, we will lay out the plan and begin our fundraising efforts. So stay tuned for more details right here on Positive Talk Radio. When you want to say more than words, communicate. You can with flowers. Your custom boutique floral studio in Bothell, Washington is anaturaldesign.com. Connecting you to nature through the language of flowers. Where your people are is where our flowers are beautiful. Your success is our goal. anaturaldesign.com at your fingertips today. Hey, thanks for listening to Positive Talk Radio. Did you know that we're also a media production company? Well, surprise, we are. We can create all kinds of audio, video products to fill any need. Please visit kmmedia.pro backslash our dash store for a complete list of products and services. In addition, do you need a great voice to add to your own website or any other project? I know that we can add depth and quality to your work. I've been told more times than I can count by many professionals in the business that my voice adds to the quality of the presentation. So let me create something for you. Please contact me at Kevin at KMmedia.pro and let's create something great. And welcome back to Positive Talk Radio here on KKNW 1150 AM. We're talking with Anita Lawrence. I need a Louise Lawrence to be exact. And you can go to our <laughs> website, AnitaLouiseLawrence.com, and you can find out all about her and all the things that she does. And you can even find out how to contact her so that you can talk to her. And she does things via Zoom. She does things worldwide. And so you can get in touch with her. And uh, if you've got a, um, a series of issues that you would like her to help you address, she can do that. Now, Anita. Anita, 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 there are lots of people, lots and lots of people that would say, you know, this energy thing, I don't, you know, I don't see it. I don't, I, I can't, I, you know, but it, if you're listening to this in your car, I would like you to find the wire that's outside of your car that, that is connected to your radio. And you'll find that that's not, it's all radio waves and you can't see the radio waves. Isn't that very much how our energy works is that it's, it's very similar to a television signal or a radio wave. You can't see it or the wind as an example, you can't see it, but it's, you know, it's there. Is that how, is that what energy is like? Pretty much. Yeah. It's, it's, well, Einstein said it, everything is energy. 
it it this this universe just pulses with energy it's it's all around us i mean look at x-rays for example there's a prime example of how they've taken an energy that you cannot see you cannot feel you cannot smell you cannot taste and yet it produces medical images that's pretty amazing i think i think we lost you we lost your audio uh-oh. <laughs> oh, this happens from time to time. Anita is, is uh, her signal has frozen uh, for the moment. And so I'm hoping that she will come right back. Oh, she just checked out and Eric, it happened again. <laughs> but it's, uh, it's one of those things that uh, she's going to come back here in just a second. But uh, I hope she's going to come back here in just a second. Um, but, oh, there she is. She's back. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for coming back. You know, this happened uh, a couple of weeks ago and she was gone for like 30 minutes. And that was, it was, that's what I said. Oh dear. Um, But, (laughs) but, but so when we look look at energy and we look at what Einstein said, and by the way, Einstein also said that there is more empty space in the universe than there is solid matter. Um, And so there's space between everything, even a rock, there's space if you get to a certain level, there's space between the the uh, atoms and the and the thing, little itty bitty creatures that are moving back and forth, and everything's moving. And and Absolutely. So where does it come from? Why is why does energy exist? Do you think? <laughs> I guess that depends a lot on your belief system. Um, uh, you know, it 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 just is as einstein says and everything is energy and it takes on various forms and and becomes matter or antimatter or or whatever why boy i don't know <laughs> you gotta ask god that one i'm i'm, I'm a, this is a bit above my pay grade <laughs> well see that's that was that was my point is that that even regardless of what your uh, religious beliefs are, regardless of any of those things that we hold dear necessarily to us, it doesn't matter what we necessarily believe because it is what it is. And energy is there. Well said. Yes. You yes know, so, exactly. so we can, we can believe that it's not there, but, and which is why, and you said earlier that there are people that have different outcomes that have the same disease, same treatment, but they have different outcomes because of what they believe or what they don't believe. Is that, is that true in some respects? Absolutely. Ask Dr. Bernie Siegel. I don't don't know. Have you heard of Dr. Bernie Siegel? I've heard the name, but I haven't had a chance. Yeah, He's a, um, a surgeon. He mainly deals with cancer patients and he, he works on all different levels, mind, body, spirit, and surgery. His, his wife, I believe, oh God, what's her name? doesn't matter. Anyway, but his wife calls what he does clergy, <laughs> which I thought was really brilliant. But he, he said, you can tell the people who are going to make it because it's all about their attitude. And he says they are the ones that most doctors call the difficult patients. Aha. Uh-huh. Why do they call them because difficult? Because 
but because they ask questions, they want to know, they want to become a partnership in the healing process as opposed to the patient with the condition in bed seven. And those are the ones who will, you know, like, trust me, my doctors know I'm one of the difficult ones because (laughs) I ask, well, why do you want me to have that then? Well, because we'd like to know, well, why? And when you find out that, then how's that going to change the course of, of my treatment? Well, uh, probably won't. Then why am I having it? <laughs> well, yeah, truly. Like, it's are, like, seriously? I mean, you are a has, difficult one. I know. I'm, I'm, I'm a tough old bird. Um, but yeah, he, he says that, you know, there's if you walk into a doctor's office and there's a sign there and one person did this, and she said there was a sign that said there's only one captain of the ship, and in this office, I'm it. If you see that sign, turn around and walk out. I mean, his, his approach to things is if people want to try the holistic approach, he he doesn't say, no. He says, most doctors will say, well, fine, if you want to do that, but don't come and see me because I'm washing my hands of you. Um, he'll just sort of say, well... I'll put it to you this way. If I had your condition, this is what I would do. But, you know, if you feel you want to try that for a while, I wouldn't leave it too long. But please go ahead and do it. And if at any time that you feel that you need to come back to me, I'm here for you. His success rate is phenomenal. But wouldn't it be better if you were to go to a doctor and say, I want it all? I want I want the alternative treatments and I want to talk about the regular treatments and to put it all together. Are there any doctors that do that? He does that. But he it also depends on the actual person. This is why he gets them to draw pictures of the doctor administering whatever treatment and and he says if you got the doctor with the devil's horns on injecting poison into you, you know that that treatment, the chemotherapy is not going to work. Ah. Uh. Yeah, you know, because it's also- the subconscious is working against that. Sometimes you might be able to work your way around it, but generally speaking, that's a pretty clear sign that they're not too, their body's not too open to it. Well, I had an opportunity to interview a gal not too long ago, 27 years old. She had stage four colon cancer when she was pregnant. And she had her baby, and two weeks after the baby was born, she she was tested, and she they discovered stage four colon cancer. Well, she because she had a brand new baby, she was she was really wanted to live. Obviously, she just had a brand new baby, and yeah. so did her family. So her dad and her mom and her husband got together, and they formed this little um community of folks that 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 helped each other and really lifted each other up to go through this as a team and so if you are sick isn't doesn't it behoove you to be around people that support you and that really are there for you because doesn't that raise everybody's vibration and that helps you and raise your energy and to help you fight it yes Absolutely. And to be able to talk about it, this is one thing he says that the people who thrive are the ones who can openly talk about it and not say, it's okay. I'm fine. You know, you're not fine. You got cancer. 
You know, you know, I have to tell you another quick story if I can. Uh, my brother died of stage four uh, lung cancer two years ago. And he, he, he was 64. So now I'm older than my older brother. And, uh, but he was convinced that uh, he wasn't, that it wasn't real, that it wasn't going to happen to him. And at one point, even a nurse sat him down and held his hand and said, Randy, you're sicker than you know. And he refused to admit it and he refused to do everything within his power. And subsequently he passed away. Because uh, there's a certain point where it, you you just can't do anything if it's if it's gone too far. But but had he had the great support system around him and everybody working for him, I think the outcome would have been different, or at least it would have been different different than it was. He might have lived it, it long. Would've, it would've, even if he had died, his, his transitioning would probably have been much much easier. But don't discount the placebo effect either. That there's the the first one that was written up. In, in a medical journal was this patient was literally riddled with with cancer and the doctor saw him on the friday and he said i understand that you're doing um research on this new t cancer drug and the guy said yeah yeah well sign me up doc and he said well you don't fit the criteria and then he says well what do you got to lose you know like you know just you know so he um he gave him a dose of it expecting when he came back on monday that he would be dead he was walking around the ward, saying hi to everybody, glad handing everybody, feeling just great. And he said he, he just he just couldn't believe it. So and it just kept on clearing and clearing and clearing. And he thought, what the heck is going on here? And so um, they found out a little while later that came out that this this miracle drug was not as good as what they thought it was. So um the guy came back and said, like, you know, like, it's it's not that good, is it? And he said, well, actually, no. But then he just twigged to something. He says, but, you know, I've got something here. It's, it's This is the new improved version of it. And he gave him a sugar pill. And he said that his tumors were melting away like fat on a frying pan. Because of his Because his state. belief yes. that that it was going to cure him. And that's, I think, that what we have to take. We have um, within us the ability to to heal ourselves if only we can tap into the higher frequencies that, and tap into our higher self and let go of all the things that are, are grounding us into our body, like the fear and the pain and the... You know, this is why support groups are good to be able to talk about that, why energy work is, is good, because it helps relieve some of the pain, why meditation is good, because it just takes you into that higher realm. You know, when you meditate, uh, you know, again, it's like Reiki and prayer, your vibration is going to double. So whenever you do that, disease can't live in a high frequency body. So every time that you can revisit that higher frequency, you're giving your body a better chance. This is why people are saying give gratitude every day because you're taking those moments to go into a higher frequency and just giving it to your body and just, you know, look at the abundance around you. I, I just look at the blossom trees and going, my God, there must be 20 million blossoms on that tree. How spectacular. 
spectacular as that. It's just to get joy in the little things. Um, take all those opportunities to raise our vibration ourselves and not look external for it as not external. In, in other words, you've got to make me happy. It's like, I'm going to find ways to make myself happy, to fill myself, to do things that raise my vibration and put me into a healing realm. Yeah. Well, you can't do happy. You can be happy, but you can't do happy. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> Unless you're in Disneyland. <laughs> exactly. So, if, But in order for you to be happy, you can't expect happiness to show up and then you'll be that. You need to be happy first, and then things will work out really well for you if you are. I used to do that. on. I, I, I'm not sure if I told you. I drove a bus for 12 years. I used no. to do that all the time. On the bus, you know, I'd have 50 or 60 people on the bus. I could change the attitudes of the entire bus by my energy and by my attitude. So if it was Absolutely. a bad, if I was a, having a bad day, as most bus drivers do. I don't know if you've driven a bus, but yeah, yeah. gee, not that I've noticed. <laughs> <laughs> but a lot, a lot of bus drivers, they they don't like their job very much, and so yeah. they have a, a negative attitude, and that manifests itself in the negative attitudes of everybody else on the bus. So it makes it worse. But if you have a good attitude towards everybody, and you're smiling, and you say hi, and you're being kind to people. It, it changes them on a fundamental level. They don't even recognize it, but it does. And uh, it's oh, really is. Absolutely. It's contagious. But you see, they're, they're starting to entrain to your frequency. And that's what happens when you're holding that high frequency and they're sort of rummaging around down here somewhere, you know, uh, and they sort of tap into that. And it's like, oh, this feels good. Oh, Okay. And those are the people you, you people will start engaging with you. I mean, I always talk to people and, you know, kibitz with them and stuff like that. And I will take up a fight in a store with somebody. this this poor young girl. I, just quick story. This poor young girl, cashier, said to this customer in front of me, um, so would you like to donate to such and such today? And he said, stop asking me these stupid questions. I get sick and fed up. And I said, excuse me. Mr. Bully, all you have to do is say no, thank you. I said, it's her job. She's told what to do. She's just doing it. Be nice of you and apologize. And he just went, <laughs> walked away. And that girl just looked at me and went, thank you. <laughs> I mean, it is contagious. You know, like when you, when you stand up for what's right, when you, when you do the right things, uh, it, it does affect people and we we need to be very aware more now more than ever of how our attitude towards other human beings and, and the intolerance that um, some people are experiencing because of personal choices. You know, it, it's it's torn families apart. It's it's horrible what's going on. And, and in, in this country, worse than it is in, in Canada, I can tell you. Um, oh, I wouldn't say that. You don't know our illustrious prime minister, do you? <laughs> no, I'm afraid I haven't, I haven't followed him. I trade you. 
Well, now, now, no, well, no, I like the guy we got now, but that's that's neither here nor there. But but the interesting thing is, is that you're right. We have the and each of us, and I, I preach about this a lot because after all, this is positive talk radio. Each of us has got the opportunity every day to wake up and decide what our day is going to be, what our life is going to be like today, how we're going to fill our day with magic and joy and, 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 or we're going to fill our day with crap. We get to pick. And if you decide that you want to pick good, you can do good and you can be good. And when you have, when you, you go to the grocery store, like those, the, I used to be a grocery or a cashier at a grocery store. You're on your feet hours and eight hours a day. People don't talk to you. People don't look at you. You it's hard to keep a good attitude when you're getting, when you're in that place. So when somebody does come up to you and say, how are you? Nice to see you. Thank you very much. And, and do the thank yous and the, it makes their day a lot brighter. Oh yeah. And, and what little effort on the part of the person, you know, like we go to the grocery store all, once you know, we go to a couple of them and we know all the clerks names and we call them by name and how are you doing today? And you know, how's the kids? And I mean, it just, what a difference it makes. And it makes it better for us too, because it's just not this, oh, I'm going shopping. <laughs> we're, not, we're not, we're not the shopping drone. And it, it, it makes such a difference. It, it's just these random acts of caring and connecting that I think are so important, more so than ever. And it's part of our, I think it's part of our DNA. And when you are denying that, you're denying a major part of who we are, which is why when you are that way and you're operating in a lower vibration, you're unhappy because that's not who you are at a fundamental level. Yeah. And I think this this past few years has been extremely difficult and, and, and we need to, start clawing back that part of us that says that not everybody that we're standing next to is a potential threat to me. Right. You know, that, that, you know, like we're coming out of this and because when you're in fear, guess where your immune system is? It's right down in the bottom of the tank. So unless you get out of that and just say, I'm going through my life, I'm taking normal precautions which is all I need to do. And I need to work on keeping my immune system high, keeping my energy high by doing the positive things I need to do, positive thought, positive words, positive actions, you know, positive eating, uh, positive drinking, and meditation or prayer, whatever is your your way there. But to to bring that up and then realize and then reconnecting start reconnecting with people um i mean i remember when when it was going on and we were all wearing masks and i would go past someone and i just look at her and i go there's a smile under this you can't see it but it's there <laughs> i mean it, it's just those simple little things to make a reconnection it's it's done irreparable damage psychologically and and um learning wise to to young children because they're meant to see all the facial muscles working so that they they get to understand language and the tonality and what is going on emotions are expressed a lot through the mouth as well so they've 
they are not learning their language skills as well as they should, and they're not um, connecting with people as well as they should. So we've got we've got some clawing back to do here by being a little bit more out there and in a very positive way with people, so that we can start turning this aberrant situation into normal again. No, not turning it into normal because it's not normal, but turning turning back the dial so that we get back to normal and at least where we were. Um, this is this is no way to live being so disconnected. And so um, disconnected, not just physically, but emotionally. You know, we, we tend to have backed away from other people and uh, many people have lost family contact. And, you know, that's that was their lifeline. Look at look at the alcoholism and drugs that are going on and the the stabbings and the murders i mean everything divorce rates up and and abuse has gone up and child abuse has gone up and spousal abuse has gone up it's like because we weren't meant to live this way we weren't to, to meant to live in fear and anger um of the people that we should interact with every day it's just not a normal way of being and it's not a healthy way of being energetically. And it, it is sad because some of us do live in hate, division, and fear. And that's just not, that's not a good way to be. We've, by the way, been talking with Anita Louise Lawrence. And go to AnitaLouiseLawrence.com and you can find out all about her. Give her a call. She can be very helpful. I've got a minute and a half left and I want to set, set myself aside and I'd like you to tell our audience anything you'd like them to know. Golly. Um, quick story about the, I think I told you about, about doing the thing of bullying at school and teaching the children um, how the power of their words or even their thoughts when they were bullying depleted the other person's energy, but also depleted their own energy. And we did that by muscle testing. And the, the kids were just absolutely blown away. And I, I get them to work in partners and to say, okay, say something nasty to the person, not too nasty, but nasty. And the other person would muscle test weak because it, it obviously affected their bodies. And um, then they, all they had to do was think of something positive or negative and the person would respond appropriately. And then what I would do is i turn it on them and I'd say, think something positive and, and just to yourself. And then I would measure them who was do, the thinker and the sayer. And whatever they said to the other person, they were positive or negative as well. And I think that's important to know that we are so interconnected and that be, be careful, be mindful of your of your thoughts and your words and your deeds because you're putting yourself out there in the world. And Anita Lawrence, we have to go, and I want to thank you very much for being here. I'm going to have you back. I'm going to make you come back. By the way, everybody, be kind <laughs> to one another because <laughs> be kind to one another because each other's all we've got. And we'll see you on yes. Wednesday. Bless you.